Sando. Takes the line on. Sando sits it up. Here's Hindmarsh. Nathan Hindmarsh gets his first try of 2012. And Parramatta Stadium almost exploded. The NRL season just around the corner, which leads us to our next guest, Hindy. Nathan Hindmarsh, welcome to Summer Breakfast. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Never better, Hindy. Hey, before we get to what what you're on here for, which is you're a club's New South Wales ambassador, we've been talking a lot about the Bears this morning, North Sydney Bears. Now, uh, one of our Texas has messaged us and said that he believes your young fella is playing for the North Sydney Bears. Uh, he's in the system, yes, over there at the Bears. So, yeah, uh, Buster, he's 16-year-old. He's over there in the in the mat squad at the moment. So they had their first game on the weekend. Uh, and I think they pretty sure they had a draw against the Melbourne Storm. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, he's in the system, mate. Yeah, so a bit of obviously a bit of bit of talk around the Bears re-entering the comp. So which would be good news for a lot of North Sydney supporters out there because there is a heap out there. They're not they're not too young, but they're out there. <laughs> they're definitely yeah, not they're too not young. They're not young, but Heine, could you see a, a hybrid um, of the Bears working? And say they're based in Perth or New Zealand or whatever the case may be, but keeping that that Bears moniker, could could you see that working and the Bears fans getting behind that? It's it's a difficult one, you know, because I don't support the club. You know what I mean? It's, it's um, I think it could work if the Bears logo is there and they've and they've been relocated somewhere else. I think I think it could still work. I think it, it, it could. It'll take some time, um, obviously to get the new fans set up. But I think I know I can't speak for all the old North supporters, but they would love to see the Bears logo on another jersey painted in NRL again for sure. Hey, staying on Bears. One of our co-workers here on SEN, Bears head, Brian Fletcher. Yes, what's... I'm with that giant slog right now at the moment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, what's, what's planned for the Fletch top. and Heine this year? Big year ahead? Uh, well, we're off to Vegas again. We've been to Vegas already. Uh, yes. but it'll, be a, it'll be a massive year. Um, Brian telling his, his standard jokes. And then <laughs> we, we, we have to work everything around Brian's radio commitments now, which is, which is great. <laughs> so he can't do anything past midday, he says. Left Friday. <laughs> Where he, unless it's Friday where he can play golf. So, ah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Hindy, I'm getting to an age now. I'm 32, you know, starting to think about having a family in the not-too-distant future. Everyone keeps saying to me, uh, athletes are more likely to have daughters because of high testosterone levels, which lead to more Y chromosomes. And I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, a lot of swimmers I know, daughters... Brian Fletcher, three daughters. Michael Carianis here, daughters. Hey, what, what happened to you? Three sons. What's doing with well, the testosterone levels? Obviously, science is not always right. <laughs> we've, we've worked that out, haven't we? But I no, I used to hear that before I had a, a family as well. And I tell you this, Adam Dykes, who I played with a, a season or two at the Eels, he was a Cronulla grade. He was the fittest man I've ever played with or against, and he ended up having boys. So... It, I think it's a load of shit, that sort of stuff. Um, and it's just one of those things where you have what you have, I suppose. And these days, it could be anything. You know? That's, and they, but then they've got to decide what they're going to be as well. So it's, let's not go down that path. Let's not go down that path. Oh, all so, right. 
Uh, okay. That's that's Miss All Areas. Hey, look, we are here for Clubs New South Wales. You're an ambassador. Uh, it's also great to see that you've swapped to a successful club and you're promoting the Canterbury <laughs> Leagues Club because uh, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be covering rugby league registration. This is awesome to hear. Up to hundred dollars per child from those ranging from under fives to under thirteens within the Canterbury Bankstown Junior Rugby League District. Talk to me about that, Heine. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a great initiative. Uh, Canterbury Leagues Club there. As you just said, mate, they've, you know, with the, with the cost of living now, interest rates, all that type of stuff, it is tough for families now. It is tough for families to register their kids for sport. It's not cheap. Uh, and Canterbury Leagues Club has um, put forward $100, up to $100 per child for them to participate in the, in the Canterbury Comp, which is about, I think it's about 13 teams. So with that... Um, you know, along with clubs, over $50 million they donate, or not donate, they contribute each year. So it's it goes a long way for kids to either be playing the game that we love and the game that they love or not being able to play at all. So I think it's it's a great call from Canterbury Leagues Club. So does this mean you're jumping on board with Gus to help build back up the Bulldogs? Are you going to be maybe mentoring uh, Viliami Kikau this year as well? Well, no, I'm leaving that to Big Mace. <laughs> Willie Mason can do all that sort of stuff. He'll, yeah. he'll do that well. And there's a few other, there's a few other great things. I think Rennie Mature could be involved. So I think, I'm not sure if Mark O'Neill still over there, but yeah, they've got plenty. But I was a Dogs fan growing up as a kid. Really? So I was huge, huge soft spot for the Bulldogs. Yeah, yep. So I was at there at uh, Belmore the other day, and I remember when I was a kid playing my first FG ball game there, and I ripped off a sign off the wall that said home dressing sheds and I stuck that in my backpack straight away and took that home back to Robertson and stuck that on my bedroom door. That was a huge highlight. Huge highlight. I was talking to some of the Bulldogs players the other day about Willie Mason actually and they reckon once a week he tells his story about the first time he and Sonny Bill played against each other. He goes, boys, our first collision, I ran straight at Sonny and he hit me with everything he has. He said, after the game, the sports scientists come to us and they said, the GPS data, they reckon that was like, a car, a head-on car crash at 180 kilometres an hour—the biggest collision they've ever seen in the history of rugby league. <laughs> 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 Have you heard that story of Willie before, Hindy? Oh, mate, mate, I've heard, I've heard a heap of stories from mates, and they're all, they're all great stories. Are they true? Well, I'm not too sure about that, but he's, he's got a yarn or two, mate. He's got a yarn or two, and doesn't mind the sound of his old, his own voice, mate. He's a, he's, he's hilarious. I, but he's. He was he was a, he was a great player, but I don't know about the first time they played against each other. I don't think GPS was even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably I'm a not fair. Not sure where he's got that from. <laughs> hey, honey, not sure if you heard us discussing earlier earlier around um, the NRL's decision to implement um, banning grand finals until under thirteens and um, implementing no tackling until halfway through under sevens. Um, I had my say. I don't mind the, the no tackling and, and giving kids some some time to to learn the game, but no grand finals until under thirteens doesn't sit comfortably with me. What's your thoughts on on that? Yeah, look, I've got a young bloke. He's he's under six. He played under sixes. He, last year was under sevens, and this year I think he's back in under sevens again or under eights. But he's done that program, the the tackle state, the tackle ready program, which ran for about I think six weeks prior to the season starting proper. Um, and I was a big what the hell's going on here sort of stuff. But I understand why they're doing it mm. because there are a lot of newcomers into the game. Look, my, my young bloke, he's, he's got three older brothers. They're playing tackle <laughs> footy all the time. So, yeah. so that, he, he knew how to handle himself in regards to that. But a lot of kids, it's their first time. They may not have siblings. They may not have done any sort of tackling before. So I get the fact that 
guys, let's do a six-week program. Let's just get them enjoying the game, get them to know the basics, and then we'll introduce the tackle during the year. So I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that now. Right now that I've seen it, I thought it was pretty good. But the grand finals, yeah, I look. Uh, grand final, I think. I think it's a bit long, to be honest. I think grand finals should be played at least starting in under tens or something like that. Yeah. Um, under thirteens, definitely they're ready for grand finals. Under twelves, again, I think so. But um, regardless of that, I think. Clubs and managers and coaches, they'll keep they'll keep a ladder anyway, if that makes sense. They'll be telling their kids, guys, you you run a, if there was a ladder you'd be running first or second or third or whatever like that. So even though there's no recorded ladder, the coaches will still be running one anyway. The parents will be still running it. You know, yeah. I've I've seen it. I've, I've you know, I've been involved in it where yeah, they're not playing for any competition points, but like I've seen under sevens parents go, Oh yeah, but we're running first on the ladder. But there's no ladder. But we're still running first. You know, so that it'll it'll still happen. They just won't have that grand final at the end of the year. What about Bearshead? Does he hit you sometimes with his weekend war stories about all the netball games that he goes to? I've had to listen to a couple of those myself when when I've caught up with him. Um, it's kind of slowed down. All he, all I hear now is how expensive school fees are. Oh mm. God, school fees have gone up. I said, well, don't send your girls to King Copple. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. he goes, oh, no, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> he's only picked the but most expensive it, school in Sydney. Well, I know he has, but he, he came in this morning at 7.30. We're, about, we're supposed to be doing some filming now. Oh, God. School fees. School fees. <laughs> I said, yeah, but maybe, maybe if you didn't go to Mr. Wong's every Friday, yeah. you'd, be able to, you'd be able to afford something. Oh, seriously. All right, well, thanks for joining us, Hindy. Uh, as we said, the Canterbury Leagues Club is set to cover rugby league registration for all kids. Awesome initiative, up to $100 per child. Uh, really looking forward to another big year of rugby league and you on our TV screens with Fletch and Hindy. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. All right, we're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. We'll get to all of your calls and texts in just a moment. Jump on the line now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy.